It's Monday, the 24th day in the month of Shvat, 5773. Coming to you from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
מכל החסדים ומכל האמת אשר עשית את עבדך. קטונתי מכל החסדים ומכל האמת אשר עשית את עבדך. קטונתי מכל החסדים ומכל האמת אשר עשית את עבדך. קטונתי מכל החסדים ומכל האמת שעשית את עבדך. כי במקלי עברתי את הירדן, עתה הייתי בשני מחנות, הצילי נינה, הצילי נינה, הצילי נינה. כי במקלי עברתי את הירדן, עתה הייתי בשני מחנות, הצילי נינה. Many of us are aware that it is the 10th anniversary of the death of Ilan Ramon and the Columbia disaster. In fact, following this song, 
we'll dedicate the rest of the show to a tribute to Ilan Ramon and the Columbia. But many of us, especially those not in Israel, are not aware of the fact that it is at this time of the year that there was another tragedy in the air that happened in Israel. They call it simply Ason Hamisokim, the helicopter disaster. That's all you have to say, and everybody knows what it means. It happened on the 28th day of Shvat Tavshin Nun Zayin, February the 4th, 1997, when two helicopters on their way to a ground operation in Lebanon collided and all 73 fighters aboard were killed. This song, Gal Adir, A Great Wave, was written and is performed by the group Hamadregot in memory of one of the victims, Gal Meisels. And we play it here in his memory and in memory of them all. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Kava Ofek, he 
also flew above his home, the land of Israel. He said, the quiet that envelops space makes the beauty even more powerful. And I only hope that the quiet can one day spread to my country. Ilan was a patriot, the devoted son of a Holocaust survivor, served his country in two wars. Ilan said his wife Rona left us at his peak moment, in his favorite place, with people he loved. Thank you. 
One of the things that inspires us is the idea that we all can fly in our own different ways. Our parents give us wings, show us how to use them, and then we fly and we accomplish. And that's the Jewish way. God gave us the earth incomplete, and he commands us to use the potential that he's imbued in us and fly and complete the world. That God began creating. You're tuned to The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and this is the Nachum Siegel Network. פרסו כנפיים ואפו, ואני ציפור זגנה נשארתי בקן, מקווה מאוד שהכל יהיה בסדר. תמיד ידעתי שיבוא היום, שבו צריך להיפרד. Thank <laughs> Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. חבקי אותי חזק, תגידי לי כן. אל תדאגי ביחד, כיף להזדקן. עוף גוזר, חתוך את השמיים, טוס לאט. 
segment, we shine light on a word or a phrase in the Hebrew language. As the first Israeli astronaut, Ilan Ramon was the first Israeli who traveled into space, who nasa la halal. And even though there was no space travel in ancient times, we do find many forms of the word halal, the word we use today for space, in Tanakh. In its most basic meaning, a space, or just space, means an empty area. Imagine a piece of pipe, like one that a plumber may be holding. The inside is empty. It's hollow. In Hebrew, hollow is halul. Now, let's stay with a hollow pipe, but this one is made of wood and has little holes in it, so that you can play a melody. Then, of course, it's called a... Khalil, halal, halul, halil. But wait, there's more. Imagine that you're looking out your window and you see a big celebration with people dancing the hora. There's that same empty space in the middle of the circle. And so circle dancing is called in Tanakh, machol. Haluluhu benevel vechinor, haluluhu betof and one last one. You're building a house, putting up walls, brick after brick, row after row. At some point you say, wouldn't it be nice if there was some empty space in the wall that would let the light in and allow us to look out? The space in the wall would be a halal, or as we know it, a halon which is nothing more than an abridged version of halal-on, 
a small halal, a halon. Can you see it now? Halal, halil, halul, machol, halon. And that's this week's installment of the Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. By now, June 17, 1981, Menachem Begin sends the Israeli Air Force to bomb Iraq's nuclear reactor. Usually, we discuss the courageous leadership of Menachem Begin. Now, we should focus on the courage of the Israeli Air Force pilots 
who were ready to risk their lives to save countless others. They had to fly over Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and back. A 27-year-old Ilan Ramon was one of those eight pilots. In an interview after the bombing, he said, quote, My parents lived through one Holocaust. I'm ready to sacrifice my life if I can prevent a second Holocaust from happening to the Jewish people. Here's Yosef Kardun. Shemishmor tzedchah uvoy 
it became the song most associated with Ilan Ramon and the disaster and the tragedy of the Columbia. It was the song that Rona Ramon, Ilan's wife, dedicated to him and sent, so to speak, up to space with him. It's a song that was written many, many years before by an early Zionist by the name of Rachel Hamishoreret. And the words, looking back, as we do, are so sad and ironic. Hatishma Koli, she calls out, Can you hear my voice? Rechokisheli, my distant voice. Hatishma Koli, can you hear my voice wherever you are? Then later, the last stanza reads, Acharon Yamai, Kvar Karovulai. Perhaps the end of my life, my last days, are already upon me, are already close by. Kvar Karov Hayom Shel Dimot Preda. The tears, the tears of goodbye, I feel that they're already close. Achakelecha, Adichlu Chayai. I will wait for you till my life ends. Amazing. This was the song that Rona Ramon sent up to her husband Ilan. It's called Zemer Nuge, also known as. This is a version done by Zahava Ben. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Been, uh, talking about and saluting Ilan Ramon and the um, astronauts of the shuttle we've been remembering them this morning in song one of the things that um, is so special about this young man who is no longer with us Ilan Ramon was his feelings for the Jewish people and his seeing himself in a role not only as the representative of the state of Israel but as a representative of the Jewish people as a whole and I can't help but think that so much of that comes from growing up in a family where the mother went through Auschwitz and the father was a refugee from Germany who fought in Israel's War of Independence. And in that sense, the life of Ilan Ramon is a metaphor for Jewish history in general. He embodied within himself a lot of the elements that we see in the cycle of Jewish history. Here you have in two generations, we have gone from the generation of our parents, the generation of his mother, who was in the gay Haharega, who was in the valley of death of Auschwitz, who after World War II was part of that heap of dry bones, using the words of Yechezkel, which if one looked at them, could only think that nothing, nothing can come of this barely living skeletons that still managed to walk on too. A people decimated, a people set for extinction and genocide like no other before them. But like always in Jewish history, we go from the depths of the valley and we rise up again from the deepest recesses of hell to the highest reaches of space in the span of two generations. That is the power and the strength of the Jewish people. And it's a lesson that we can all take with us from the life of Ilan Ramon. And we see it every month when once again we look up to the heavens. Our months are called Chodesh, from the word Chadash, new, Lehit Chadesh, to renew. Because that's the way we look at the moon and that's what we see, that's the way we see the moon. It starts off dark, a tiny sliver. And that Sunday night after this terrible disaster, when I looked up into the sky, there it was, Rosh Chodesh Adarishon, the tiny sliver of the moon, barely has any koach, the shadow of its full self, the atzamot the dry bones, 
And as the month goes on, it gets stronger and stronger and brighter and brighter. As we, the Jewish people, are destined to continue to be a light unto the nations, that our light shall be not only for us, but for the rest of the world. And that's what I felt as we looked up to the heavens, both in despair, but at the same time, knowing that if we could go from the valley of death to the heights of space, Netzach Yisrael lo yishaker.
In the skies today, we saw destruction and tragedy. Yet farther than we can see, there is comfort and hope. In the words of the prophet Isaiah, lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one 
and calls them each by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. The same creator who names the stars also knows the names of the seven souls we mourn today. The crew of the shuttle Columbia did not return safely to Earth, yet we can pray that all are safely home. The Pasuk that then-President George W. Bush chose to quote the night of the Columbia disaster is doubly significant. It's a most beautifully poetic verse from Yahu. Se'u marom eneichem, u'ra'u, mi vara ele, hamotzi v'mispar tzva'am, l'chulam b'shem yikra, merov onim v'amitz koach, ish lo ne'edar. When you look up into the infinity of space, you must ask yourself, who created all this? And we realize that it is the Creator, and it is as if He, God, actually knows each star by its name. And it is because of His, God's awesome and mighty power, that each and every part of this vast galaxy never gets lost, that each star and planet always appear at the exact point and time as dictated by the one who created them. How symbolic it was that at a time when we needed Nechama comforting, President Bush unknowingly quoted this pasuk, which is also the last pasuk of the Haftarah of Shabbat Nachamu. And so we end with Nechama, this special edition of the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Mayor Weingarten, reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Yanma 